honestly not feeling guilty about prioritizing your wellness and your mental, physical, and emotional state. Like it really is our responsibility to put ourselves first in the sense that we need to, like we are responsible for us. Nobody else can save us. Nobody else can feed us these vitamins from Whole Foods or feed us these nutritious live green, you know, fresh foods and things like that. So you have to do it. Unless you're a child that needs to be fed and a baby and you can't help yourself, but you have to do it. And always making it a priority and trying to be consistent. To me, I feel like the quote, stay hungry, always feel like you can do better and you can learn something new every day, whether it's about health or your creative artistic journey. Hey, I'm Jade Ellison, a multi-passionate creative based out of New York City who's obsessed with personal development and anything business from marketing, branding, creating online programs to launches and helping you step into your true self so that you can share your gifts with the world. Gain insights with manifesting, creating life on purpose and get ready to elevate yourself in ways that will surprise even you. Included in your weekly dose of inspiration, get ready to be entertained, uplifted, and encouraged to take action with simple and easy to apply tips, tools, and strategies that fit into your busy daily life, sprinkled with some woo-woo along the way. From embracing your confidence to mastering success habits, setting achievable goals, and ways to harness positive mindsets and beliefs so that you can kick self-doubt and your inner critic to the curb where they belong. Whatever's on the topic call sheet, I'll help you navigate the raw, messy, and sometimes hilarious truths of achieving success, abundance, and happiness, all while encouraging you to become the best version of yourself. So think of me as your go-to girlfriend, talking over some coffee, getting real, and giving you some amazing advice to go from hot mess to thriving success. This is the Uber Savvy Life and Biz Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Uber Savvy Life and Biz podcast, where together we'll unlock your true potential to design the life and business of your dreams. I'm your host, Jade Ellison, and today is a super special episode because we have my most favorite, incredible guest on, Evelyn Madera, who is my amazing soul sister from back in the day, who we both share a very similar path with our passions, our creativity and our spiritual well-being. So I am so thankful that you came onto the show. Evie, I love that you're here. Thank you so much for having me, Jade. I'm so happy to be here. And I love you so much. I love you so much. And you look tan. I want to talk about your amazing solo adventure to Barbados. Yes, I just got back. It was fun. Fun times. That's amazing. So the reason I wanted to have Evelyn on the show, other than her just being an incredible human being, is that we share a similar passion, both pursuing our acting and producing in New York City. And she's a member of SAG-AFTRA. She's also in love with documentaries. And she was an associate producer for Raul Julia, the world's stage Emmy-nominated and Imagine Award winning the PBS documentary, which premiered at the Los Angeles Latino International Film Festival. She's a graduate of Keene University, where she studied broadcast communication and Africana studies. Evelyn has interned for CBS, Viacom, and New York Women in Film and Television. She's worked as an assistant editor on several branded content spots and in-house videos for a New York-based Latinx production studio. And Evelyn is drawn to stories about Afro-Latinx people with an emphasis on women's rights and colorism. Evelyn, that is beautiful. 
And you are beautiful. Thank you. Your skin is like... I'm glowing from my Barbados trip. <laughs> You're glowing from your Barbados trip. That's amazing. I can't wait to jump into that. But before we jump into that story, if you would like weekly inspiration and would like to stay updated when I release new episodes, check out jadeellison.com and sign up for the VIP Insider List, where you'll gain access to your Empowered Morning Mindset Checklist, awesome download you'll get completely free just for signing up to give you the ultimate caffeine-free boost to supercharge your mornings for success. So would you like to share with everyone how we met? Oh, wow. So we met quite a few years ago, actually, but we're not going to say. It's kind of like a few decades. <laughs> but, you know, we just turned 25. Totally. So we were five. We were playing with makeup as, as uh, infants. Mm. But no, we met at a department store in New Jersey. I was going to school at the time and you were uh, doing makeup full time, as I believe, for Trish Packaboy. Yeah, I was a regional makeup artist. I think was I with Trish or was I was still with Laura Mercier when we met? No, you were with Laura Mercier, yeah. And then I worked for Bobby Brown at a department store in New Jersey. Very fine department store in New Jersey. A very fine one. Yeah. A very known, very well-known high-end mall. Off of Route 24, no. But it was like instant, like the attraction, the friendship attraction and energies were, I would say it was instantaneous because like you just seemed so sweet and kind and I also would see how you would work with people with your clients and how you were with the co-workers and the other makeup artists and I'm like wow she seems really sweet and we just connected like instantly absolutely and the funny thing is that you didn't work there all the time but the times that you would freelance there it was like I was always like looking forward to seeing you like oh that's a sweet girl from, from Laura yeah I love that you said that because every time I work there, well, actually, before we met, and I believe we met through our mutual friend, May May. Yes, Maymay. Who rest in light. God bless your light. Our mutual best friend, May May, is in heaven and watching over us. I remember before I met you, I would look across the department store and be like, who's that gorgeous, tall, like tan amazing girl you had long hair I really love and you just the most beautiful posture thank you and I just remember being impressed because you had shared with me when we did start talking whatever that day was that you were studying broadcast communications and that you were going to be an actor mm -hmm. so Evelyn started acting professionally before me what year did you start when you started acting in New York City oh gosh it's like 2000 it was before 2010 because I started in 2010 yeah like I would probably say 2009 because I was discovered like I was pretty much like plucked off of the then I started working at a department store there and an agent had noticed me and hooked me up with the agency that led to the agency I'm with now and yeah so I would say around there like late 2000 yeah that's incredible and isn't it so cool when you have someone who's like this external factor that has a similar alignment to help kind of like nudge you towards a dream? Because would you have gone to look for an agent if you weren't recognized or found however they like picked you up? I honestly, I wouldn't even know where to begin. But I think that the resources that are out there now for people who want to do that are so vast. But at the time, I would compare notes with other people. It's like, how did you get an agent? How did you get an? And it's just kind of like, you know, 
I knew someone who knew someone or I was discovered or, you know what I mean? Or I really was knocking down doors and getting myself out there or they booked something national or huge first. And then the agent came looking for them. A hundred percent. Those are the exact three ways that I share with any new actor or anyone who wants to get into the entertainment industry that it happens. You're either hustling, doing it yourself. Yeah. Someone knows you through someone else or they see you on a big project, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear about your solo adventure from Barbados. This is actually the first time that we are hanging out. We typically have like a birthday celebration because we're both crabby Cancerians. We're both born in July and we literally have a birthday within seven days of each other. So that's a soul connection right there. Yeah. But I would say Evelyn, of all my friends, you literally are the one who is like the queen of self-care. You're always nourishing yourself. You always listen to like your intuition and you're so like YOLO. Like you only live once. Yeah, I try to be. You literally will be like, Jade, I just booked a trip. I'm like, are you freaking kidding? Where are you going? So tell us about the trip. Yeah, the trip to Brian. This is the first one that you've done solo, right? No, I've done a couple of solo trips, actually. The first solo trip that I ever did was for my 25th birthday. I treated myself to Turks and Caicos. Nice. That was my first solo trip. And then I did another one. Where did you stay? Honestly, I stayed at a, it was like a condo hotel where I just, you know, I literally, and that was also last minute as well. I was like, I just want something in front of the beach. I want to eat fresh fruit all day and I want to tan. I love it. So that's exactly what I did. And then I treated myself to a nice dinner every night. But during the day, I ate light, healthy, fresh fruit, coconut water, tan. I got the most amazing tan. Amazing. Amazing. Where was the other couple places? I actually did the first Virgin Voyages cruise out of the U.S., which was October 2021. So now that I see all the advertisements, I'm like, oh, I remember when that was just like, it just launched and we did the first sailing. So I was lucky enough to be on the Friday, the whole ship to ourselves. It must have been like 40 people, like 40 guests on this huge, luxurious ship. That is insane. So was that the one that you went on with your sister and your cousins? No, that one I did last year. I went on another one because it was like Richard Branson's birthday bash. And we had the same we had uh, our birthdays were like two days apart. So I'm like, this is going to be a really cool trip. Let's do this. So we did that one. That's so freaking cool. I got to like take pictures with them. I was like, I manifested this because I literally said I wanted to meet Richard Branson. Yeah. And when you text me that photo, I was like, girl, you're like in space of the kindest, most philanthropic, amazing multi-billionaire on planet Earth. Such an innovator and really down to earth. Like he literally was hanging out with the guests on the cruise ship. He was chilling in the pool. I was like, this is really happening. Like how many CEOs do you know that do this? Right. So that was really cool. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. Do you feel like I don't get starstruck? I always felt like it's not that I don't put anybody on like a pedestal, but I just never got starstruck. I guess I always had that upbringing for my parents that everybody has something to give and we all share equal value. And that anytime I met somebody who was of like a celebrity quote unquote status, I always just was like, cool, but you're like a human too. And you just happen to achieve a lot more than me in that realm of your life. So that doesn't mean we're any different. We're still the same. Right, right like spirit loving, wanting the same dynamic things in life, which is kindness, compassion, being able to chill out. Mm -hmm. 
going on trips with friends like we all want the same thing yeah yeah i feel the same way i could definitely relate because i'm like we're all people you always hear these stories about some celebrities are like oh what i would give to have anonymity again and you can never get that back you know what i mean wow so i see it the same way i've met a a lot of famous people and I'm just like for the most part I'm like okay cool and then people around me are, are like you know who that is I'm like yes I know <laughs> right of course I do and like we don't think it's a big deal because we're in the industry right so share with us I know that you've worked on a Benicio Del Toro film and I also know that you worked with that really awesome comedian on his documentary share with us a little about that and like how you even came into those two different projects you know which ones I'm talking about yeah, so it wasn't a Benicio del Toro film. It was actually a documentary about Raul Julia, who is a famous Puerto Rican actor. He was the first Latino to ever perform Shakespeare on a large scale. So he did it on Broadway. He did Shakespeare in the Park. So the documentary was based on his life, and it was a documentary that was created for PBS. And that was the World's a Stage Emmy-nominated one that I shared. Yes. Amazing. The world's a stage, yes. And meeting Benicio del Toro was a little bit crazy because I actually had a crush on him. Did you? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I was a young girl. Yeah, I had a crush on him when I saw the movie The Usual Suspects. I was just going to ask, from which movie? Oh my gosh. And then I saw him and then I saw that and then I saw the Basquiat movie, which he plays, I believe, his best friend. So I started watching. I was like, who is this person? He's Latino? Oh my gosh. He's handsome. He's got like a weird, like smoldery, dark, mysterious sex appeal. I don't even know how to explain it. Totally. Because my girls are like, why do you like this guy? Oh my goodness. He totally has that like Brad Pitt of like the Latino, you know, air of like sexy, dark, handsome, mysterious dude. Yeah, totally. Right. I understand why you had a crush on him. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, the day that we shot him, it was kind of brief like we only shot him for maybe 40 minutes at most but I was just like in the background like I remember when I like to so that was kind of like it was just weird it was like a full circle moment that's insane so that was kind of like the first time you did have some starstruckness I would say right because it was just so bizarre I was like I just remember being like I was like I'm here with this person that I idolized when I was like a young girl because I thought you know I had legit had a crush on but it's weird. In my life, I've had moments where I meet, like, uh, we could go on and on, but where I've met, like, famous people that I have manifested, if that makes any sense. I love it. Yeah. You're an incredible manifester. I love that. I feel like it's a lot of visualization and positive focus that you naturally do. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't make manifestation where a lot of teachers and authors write manifestation to make it sound like it's this serious mm-hmm. thing it's just light hearted like the book I'm actually writing about 24 ways to manifest success abundance and happiness you inspired me to write that book that book a lot of the words that are written in that book I'm like writing to you but then here you are I love, uh, that makes me I'm like <laughs> don't cry yeah so that's super cool so that's your interaction with Benicio del Toro And then you worked with, what was his name again? He had that Broadway show, I Came to It. Yeah, John Leguizamo's Road to Latin History. John Leguizamo, my God. 
He's so freaking funny, number one. And number two, he was so nice when we met him. Yeah. So thank you for actually inviting Adam and I to go see that. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was a fun show. And it was great to work on that project as well, which was basically the making of the behind the scenes. How long were you on that? How long did it take as far as like the production of that documentary? How long did I work on it? Yes. I'd say a good year and a half to two years. Yeah, a year and a half. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, anyone who's tuning in who might not know about the entertainment world and everything, sometimes things could turn around as quickly as a month. And those are mainly like commercials or print ads that you see online. And then some things take anywhere up to a year to 24 months to 36 months. I think Avatar took like four years, the second Avatar that came out. That might have even taken longer. Yeah. That's really cool that it took about a year and a half. So you got to work with him like the whole time through? That I worked on it. But as far as like the inception to like putting it out into the world, it might have taken a little bit longer because when I look back, a lot of what took the most time was making sure that people were available for interviews and all that. And then you have, you know, like the post-production stuff that you got to like handle as well. What did you have to do for post-production? So post-production is usually like editing, color correction and all that. I didn't work on that directly, but it's also rights clearances and legal stuff. Wow. And making sure that the head producer, which is obviously PBS, because it was a film for PBS, that they approve everything and that it's good to go and ship out into the world. And then you have the premieres and New York and LA and yeah, it's a process. What was your favorite post-production part to work on? That's a great question. For this particular film, it probably was, I would say the premiere in New York was a lot of fun because it's kind of like where John grew up. It had a lot of like, I remember even putting the playlist together. It was like old school hip hop as people came in and it just gave a vibe. And then we also put like the 70s and 80s salsa in there as well, just to get a vibe, just to get people excited to see this film about this person that is like really just like a lot of us, a lot of us Latinos in the arts world, like just someone who really made it big, who's true to his voice and who never forgot where he came from, for sure. I love that. Yeah. That is so cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. I didn't realize, I mean, you've talked about it with me before, but it's kind of like nice to have that peek behind the scenes with that. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that. And that actually brings us to the middle of the episode. So if you're enjoying this episode and the topics discussed today, if you could share this with three friends you feel who would gain some value from this and as well rate it five stars in the podcast app that you're listening in on because it just helps get in front of more like-minded individuals like yourself. Also, make sure to check out the show notes so that you could find out ways to stay in touch with Evelyn after this episode. So Evelyn, I would love to know, was there a shoot that you did personally for yourself as an actor that really fired you up that when you got it, you were like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Wow. I've worked on some really cool stuff, but the one that sticks out in my mind the most would probably have to be a motion capture video game shoot that I did, which was just out of this world. Is that the one you told me you had to sign an NDA? Yeah, I had to sign multiple NDAs just because it's a, a video game that is still in production. It was different because I was like, well, I've never done anything like this before. And I was just so curious about it. And then just getting on set, everything was like super like secretive, getting on the set, getting inside and just everything, like no phones, no nothing, obviously. But that was really, really cool. 
it pushed me in ways that I had never been pushed before physically, also mentally. You're like literally in this all white studio, like with a head cage with a camera on and your body has markers and Velcros and you're in heels. I'm like, you know, but it was super, super fun. That's insane. Yeah, it was wild. And just to share with our listeners, an NDA is a non-disclosure agreement, which means that if you're working on a job like that, you literally can't talk about the company or the branding or anything. Right. Anything character, anything. But it's so cool that you did a video game, which is in production, number one. Mm -hmm. And number two, I remember you sharing with me, did you share that you had to do this as like a dual thing where it was like a voiceover and you were playing a character as well in both your English and Spanish? So I did in English, right, for the casting, yeah, they had me read in English and in Spanish. For the character to get cast. Was that when there were still in-person auditions? No, 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 not at all. This was like, it's going to be two years that I shot it. Wow. So this was done virtual. Amazing. But I remember having so much fun. This I can talk about. I remember having so much fun with the characterizations of the character. I was like, okay, this is a video game. So kind of like whatever goes. I just felt like you could play with it more because it was a video game. So I just, I was like, okay, if I created this whole scene if I directed it if I wrote the story how would I really like let me just you know as they say balls to the wall let me just do like how would this how would I make her come to life and then I did and it was just done I booked it it took a few weeks because I had to do multiple auditions so I, I had a couple of callbacks for it but it was fun there was two callbacks for it really yeah that's so cool and then we had to read with everyone we had like a virtual table read before doing an in-person before the shoot so it was lots of fun I was like oh that's so much fun this secret is so exciting I love that the secret is so exciting and was the virtual table read before or after you booked it and I'll share with everyone what a table read is but I'm just curious it happened after I booked it after yeah because everybody was cast at that point so yeah director and all the all the other actors yeah cool that's awesome. So a uh, table read is always usually after it was cast. Sometimes they have it before, but that's usually a chemistry read. And the table read is after everybody's been cast that you meet typically in a boardroom for the production company, or you meet virtually like Evelyn did with the cast. And then you read your lines, you read the script together, and then you kind of feel everybody's vibe and energy. And then you get how the director works. And then you really get in the flow prior to being on set so that when you're on set, it's a lot more smooth and the day goes by really well. So I won't ask you more about this project, even though I really want to know because you're only allowed to share so much. But I'm curious where the studio was in New York. Are you allowed to share that? Because I know that there's, I've been to all the major studios to work in the city. So I'm curious if it was one of those major studios or if it was one of those independent studios that you shot at I can only share that it was an independent studio and I had never been there before cool it's so like mysterious Evelyn I'm so proud of you <laughs> I'm professional I keep my word when I sign contracts I love it I love it <laughs> so that was awesome thank you for sharing that I love that story you're such a great storyteller I love talking to you about all this stuff because you know when we hang out we typically talk about like family and what we're going through with relationships and everything all of our other stuff so it's actually really cool to talk to you about your successes with producing and acting that's super super cool 
Thank you. What would you say to everyone who's listening that's something that you do naturally, like as a habit when it comes to self-care? Because when I look to you as a friend and like my unicorn sister, I just adore you so much. And I feel like of my group of friends, you're always so calm. And I feel like, does she ever have like anxiety or overwork herself? Because you're just very level-headed with your beingness is just always centered. And I know that you do give yourself self-care. So can you share a little bit about what you do? Do you have like a fitness routine or like self-care Sundays? Like share with us your zen-like state. Well, thank you for that because I'm like hearing that from you and I'm like, oh, people see me that way. And people do see me that way because one of my besties also says the same thing, like, oh, you're so calm, your communication and everything. But I think honestly not feeling guilty about prioritizing your wellness and your mental, physical and emotional state. Like it really is our responsibility to put ourselves first in the sense that we need to like we are responsible for us. Nobody else can save us. Nobody else can feed us these vitamins from Whole Foods or feed us these nutritious live green, you know, fresh foods and things like that. So you have to do it unless you're a child that needs to be fed and a baby and you can't help yourself. But you have to do it and always making it a priority and trying to be consistent. To me, I feel like the quote, stay hungry, always feel like you can do better and you can learn something new every day, whether it's about health or your creative artistic journey. So that's what I remind myself every day is always, I'm a student. I'm still a student. I'm learning about how to take care of this vessel and my most important tool, my body, my body, my mind, my soul, my spirit, you know? So something that I do consistently that I try to do every single day is when I wake up, besides having lemon water, which is I've been doing for years, and it keeps my stomach. And you got that from your uncle, right? Who was in your family that? Because I remember you told me that and I started doing that. Well, I do have, he's kind of like my, I was going to say fairy god uncle, but he's pretty much like our, my god uncle, my godfather slash god uncle, but he's a super health freak. And so he's in his seventies and has the best skin. I mean, he has a farm in Dominican Republic. Like he's just so amazing. He's a walking encyclopedia for health. That's incredible. But he had told me, yeah, when we were younger, He's like, just start every morning with lemon water. It's the most simple thing. It doesn't cost, you know, a lot. It doesn't cost anything really. And it cleans and it does so much to detox. So do that. And I read um, a devotional or my Bible in the morning. Wonderful. Um, Just to get my thoughts as positive as possible and, you know, familiarize myself with the word. And and then I start my day, whether it's working or or moving or I do Pilates like you. I try to do Pilates two to three times a week, which is super helpful. Yeah. That's awesome. Which one do you do, the reformer or the bar Pilates? The reformer. I've been doing the reformer since 2016. And I love that. It's so good. And you know, what's funny, the more people I meet, because it's kind of like having a boom. It's having a posh moment right now. I'm like, the people that are telling me, like, I go to Pilates. I'm like, you said you'd never do Pilates. You're doing Pilates now. But people are, you know, obviously it's having a moment, I feel, right? Amazing. It's so good because it's and they say it's so hard and it is. It is hard because it works our core. And I realize how much our core plays a part with our entire not only our body posture, but our skeletal system and keeping it in alignment. My lower back was in 
a lot of pain for the first part of the year. And it's because I had to put my Pilates on pause to attend to some other things. It was because I was actually working with a fitness instructor for that first part of the year. I shared that with you. Right. So I put my Pilates on pause. I, had, I couldn't go to the gym five days a week, do cardio five days a week, and then do Pilates on top of that. Mm-hmm. And my lower back suffered. I didn't realize how much core engagement from Pilates. And you have an incredible body. You always have this amazing posture. So Pilates has just always given it more to you. Oh, thank you. I try. Yeah. It runs in my family. But yeah, I think it also like comes from the ballet that I did as a kid. Absolutely. That is, you know, it comes from that as well. So for sure, for sure. Pilates helps. And would you say in addition to your morning practice and working out and doing Pilates that you have any other type of self-care? Like, do you do masks or? Oh, yeah. Do you like burn aromatherapy? Because I really believe that does. I do all that. You do? I do. Because aromatherapy is really good for our senses. It is. And I'm like old school in the sense that I still like incense. Like, is that even a thing anymore? People are like, is it toxic? Is it going to kill me? I have no idea, but I like it. I literally burn an incense every day. I'm totally woo-woo. I burn a special one at night. Mm-hmm. It's super hit, I think. And then sometimes I burn a posi vibe and then a vanilla. Mm. And then sometimes like if I need to clear my energy, I do a karma one. And then in the daytime, I do these little baby ones, which you probably have seen. They're like the short, like strawberry king cake. Is it like a cone shape? No, not because when I went to Barcelona, I found a cone. Oh, but they smelled incredible. That's amazing. They were like pure oil. Oh, that's amazing. So are you able to like put them out or you have to let the whole cone burn out? I honestly, and I still have my incense holder. There's a marker of the base of the cone where it just burnt out. And I'm like, there has to be a better way because this just messed up the enamel on the (laughs) incense burner that I got, the incense holder that I had for years, but it didn't matter. It smelled so good. I like incense that don't smell too smoky. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. So this one smelled like that. You got that from Barcelona? When in the world did you freaking go to Barcelona? Oh, years ago, I went on uh, my first Euro trip. Damn, girl. You like... Yeah, I went to Spain. I told you in Italy. I know. I just can't keep up with all your trips. You're such a world traveler. Yeah, I went and then, but it was just like a, what do you call it? A layover for eight hours or so. Oh, cool. And I did a little bit of shopping and I went to museum. That's enough time. It was cool. It was cool. Bump into some handsome men. That's awesome. I know. My radar is on. So that's awesome. I love that. I feel like that's really important, especially with the type of position that you have and the different dynamics when it comes to producing and acting. The schedule is always different. The demands could go like super high, Mm. super high. Yeah. Or they could be really low in like a lull of events. Yeah. And we're very similar that we're like kind of homebody. So I really appreciate being at home and just enjoying the peace and quiet of my home and being able to, like you said, self-care, any mask or anything that's going to get me grounded and make me feel like, okay, I'm treating myself to, because we're also in front of the camera too. So it's not just like you kind of have to maintain, there's that too, right? Like you have to maintain the product. So I love it. Yeah. But I enjoy all that. I think it's a cancer thing. Absolutely. I'm totally a homebody. I like to, as outgoing as I am, I'm super introverted in terms of when it comes to hanging out with friends. And you and I do this too. We'll be like, we have to do our birthday celebration together. We're like, cool. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) 
a month or so will go by and I'll be like, Evelyn, we still have to hang out for a birthday. But we still do. But we do. Yeah, we keep our word. Absolutely. We do. So what's important to you with everything that we shared today with navigating challenges and being dynamic and getting to work with different celebrities and documentaries that you've been so lucky to work on and also the importance of self-care and giving to yourself first, what would be something that you could say that you'd love to leave the listeners with? I would probably say not to take stuff so seriously because I can take myself seriously at times. And I've noticed that when I am just like, you know what, whether it's some of the best auditions that I've had are the ones where I remember to play and just like, you know what, let's have fun with it. So I would give that advice. I would leave that. I feel like when you allow that to happen, magic happens. You're allowing permission for magic to happen. And it's something that seems so simple, but it's like, at least for me, I have to remind myself to do that sometime. And also for behind the camera, I find that you just connect with people better. You know, the jobs that I've done, it's like, oh, hey, we're having fun. And you're this big, famous person. Okay, no, like, we're just going to, I'm me and you're you and we're here in this moment. And like, let's let the magic flow. That's the advice that I would give. Just like, let the magic flow. Have fun. Don't take it so seriously and enjoy the ride. I love that, Evie. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Enjoy the ride. Let the magic flow. Yeah. And that is an incredible tie-in to a quote I'd love to leave our listeners with today. You can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. Maya Angelou. I love that. See, it multiplies. It really does. It multiplies. Yeah. And it's contagious too, right? It's absolutely contagious. And not only is it contagious, it's like how you said, let the magic flow and just have fun because that is ultimately what I believe everyone wants to have in life. We want our basic necessities of food, shelter, water. We want to have the feeling of love in our lives. We want to give love. We want to receive love. Mm-hmm. We want to have fun. Yeah. We want to be lighthearted. And I feel like you're all of that to me. And I just freaking love you so much. I love you too. So I'll just do a quick recap. We talked about the dynamics of being who you are and standing aside those who may have achieved more than you have, but knowing that everybody is on the same playing field and that we could just celebrate others, like how Evelyn shared being on set and producing incredible documentaries and also through life and her amazing solo adventure journeys. Also, the incredible importance of self-care and why it's so necessary to give to yourself first so that you could show up as your best for the rest of your day. And that you shared, and I love this, that you have to let the magic flow and just have fun with it. Thank you so much, Evelyn. I adore you. I appreciate you. I adore you so much. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. So much fun. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Uber Savvy Life and Biz podcast. That was awesome. We appreciate you. Stay committed to your vision, take consistent action, and know that great things are on the other side of that door. Because remember, only you hold the key to unlock your dream life. So why not start today? I'll see you next time. Thanks so much. 
Can I just say, you're awesome. You just finished an episode of the Uber Savvy Life and Biz podcast. If you like this episode, feel free to leave a nice review and rate it five stars if you found it helpful. But if not, please don't rate it four stars. Just ignore this part. However, if you did like it, make sure you share it with a friend who may find some value in the topics discussed today. Be sure to share it with them because you never know who you could uplift. Also, if you want more, check out the show notes in the description, which would include any links that may have been mentioned in this episode. Are you still listening? Are you waiting for a blooper reel? That'd be a really fun idea to throw in the times. But seriously, are you tired of foggy mornings? Go to jadeellison.com to grab your ultimate caffeine-free boost to supercharge your mornings for success. That's right, your empowered morning mindset checklist. Y'all great day is just a thought away. Evelyn, you were an amazing guest. It was so much fun to have you. <laughs> and you didn't breach anything. You just said that you signed an NDNA. I'm so proud of you. That's super NDA. Did I just say the drug? Oh my gosh. I'm like, what's that? I've never it did I what did I say? MDMA? I think you, you said, and yeah, so it's, you're either referring to a drug or you're referring to Madonna's nickname or code, whatever. It's like her album. You mark that for the freaking bloopers. I'm not going to be talking about MDMA. Jeez Louise. Okay. All right, let's do this. Let's have fun. Let's, let's do have it. fun, Evie. This is like, this is like, I'm like dedicating this episode to you, but like you're right here. So this is freaking awesome to have oh, you here. I love, I love you. you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness. And like, you know, every time I go record, I'm always, even though I want to do things like imperfectly perfect, which thank you for submitting that particular topic for another episode. Mm -hmm. If you are listening, you should definitely go check out the four keys to taking perfectly perfect action. I think that's the name, but I'll definitely link it below. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, let me start. So funny when, what is it about the record button that makes you so thirsty? I don't know. I'm just like, why can't I drink all my water right now? My straw is broken. So that's that. How now? Do you do vocal exercises before you start? I'm always like, oh, uh, yeah, let's now? do it. How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? <laughs> no, brown cow. The arsonist had oddly shit. I love Anchorman. Unique New York. Unique New York. <laughs> Unique New York. I love when she's like, and you have man boobs. You know you what's remember? funny? My, yeah, my niece was like, where did you, I, I just randomly spewed a, a, like I just randomly threw out a, an Anchorman quote the other day. And she's like, where's that from? And I was like, it's from Anchorman. And she's like, I'm like, I've never seen it. I've never heard of it. So I'm like, you have to watch Anchorman. So that's her assignment for the week. Just oh to watch my Anchorman. gosh. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Cool. So let's get started, babe. Let's get started. Mm -hmm. My beautiful Evelyn. I love you so. Okay. You have such an amazing voice. Oh my God, you have an amazing voice. Thank you so much. That means so much. I bet. All right, ready? Are you ready? Okay. Okay. I said, may my highest and best self resonate with Evelyn's highest and best self so that the words that come out of our mouths resonate with our listeners to the most high vibe place to encourage, inspire, and motivate them to go for their dreams and goals in life. I just said that. Amen. Love it. 